Welcome to Future of Tech, hosted by Avishai Sharlin, Division President of Amdocs Technology. In this podcast, Avishai sits down with some of the most innovative minds in technology to learn how they are disrupting the present and what kind of impact they hope to have in the future. From the machine learning programs that are solving some of the world's biggest problems to what AI can do to help fight biological bottlenecks in human thinking, no topic is off limits. So sit back, relax, and maybe take some notes because what you hear on this show might just be a glimpse into the future. Excelling in the competitive world of marketing requires advanced data and analytics. The evolution of marketing data, tools, and channels has increased the ability for marketers to connect more personally with their audiences. Jim Jackson has been in the game for more than two decades, and he's now the EVP and CMO at Hewlett Packard Enterprise. His passion for the industry comes from a love for creative storytelling. He's excited about the work he and his team get to do with everything from demand gen, product marketing, and ABM. On this episode of Future of Tech, Jim explains how he has reworked the digital advertising strategy at HPE and why he is focused on engagement and partnerships. Plus, Jim talks about how marketing can be a catalyst for change inside of your organization, and he encourages aspiring marketers to find what it is they love about marketing and chase that. Enjoy this episode. Future of Tech is brought to you by Amdocs Tech. Amdocs Tech is Amdocs' R&D and technology center, paving the way to a better connected future by creating open, innovative, best-in-class products and continuously evolving the way we work, learn, and live. To learn more about Amdocs, visit the Amdocs technology page on LinkedIn. Welcome to a new episode of Future of Tech. And today I'm pleased to have with me Jim Jackson, who is CMO of Hewlett Packard Enterprise or HPE. I have many, many questions to ask you. Let's start, you know, with kind of your background. How did you reach Hewlett Packard and how did your career started as a marketeer? Yeah, I've been at Hewlett Packard Enterprise now for 23 years. Uh, you know, it's an amazing company. And uh, I've had a chance to do a lot of different things at the company. And I think that's what's been so exciting. Uh, you know, multiple different parts of the company, multiple different functional areas. And I have to say, you know, the company creates a lot of opportunity for people and, and it's been lots of opportunities to grow. And obviously to work with just some amazing, amazing people along the way. So Really excited. You know, right now the company uh, is in a good place. We've got a, a great energy inside the company. We're transforming and that's exciting. You know, a lot of good things and marketing is at the core of that. So it's, it's fun. Was it always uh, marketing for you or you're coming from a marketing background or did you grow into marketing as the years go by? Yeah, it's mostly been uh, marketing for me went to school for marketing and, you know, I've had different, multiple different areas within marketing, but I would say that marketing's always been my passion. And, you know, I really, I love the, the messaging side of things. I love the storytelling side of things. Um, I, I love the fact that, you know, marketing can be a catalyst for change for companies. And, 
I've always been drawn to that, right? The, the energy uh, of marketing. I think the other thing about marketing, and I've had this conversation with some other people, is that you know, we get a chance to do so many different things in marketing. And I find that exciting, right? We get a you know, chance to be part of demand generation and then creative storytelling, product marketing. So lots of different things. And I like the variety that uh, marketing brings. You know, our audience is not that, let's call it uh, educated when it comes to marketing. Can you give me like a very basic course about what change in marketing throughout the years and, and uh, why is it so different in today's world in the digital ecosystem to be a marketeer? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, digital is changing uh, everything in marketing. And what we've seen now is we've got so many new ways of reaching customers via, you know, via digital. You know, I think there are still some core things that really matter. Being really, really clear on your positioning, on your message, on your value prop, and what you stand for, what your purpose is as a company. So there, there are some foundational things that we really, really stand on at Hewlett Packard Enterprise. And that's why I'm so excited about where the company is and our culture and, and how we operate. But when you think about marketing, you know, I would say that technology automation in the marketing space, it's incredible. There's a, just been a ton of innovation the past couple of years. And at Hewlett Packard Enterprise, we've been at the forefront of that as well, right? We're, we're investing heavily in digital. We really, really shifted our marketing from probably what was more in person, a lot of events, those kinds of things where many B2B companies kind of grew up that way to now what is exclusively digital. We are a very digital company, a very modern digital marketing company. And, uh, you know, that's giving us a chance to get our reach out there extensively beyond, um, you know, areas that we weren't able to do before. Also, as we continue to transform the company and shift our perception, you know, this is a really powerful platform to, for us to talk to a lot of new personas, to talk to new customers and to showcase to them all the capabilities that we bring. So right now, I would say that, you know, marketing has changed dramatically since I started. And, you know, I think we're going to see it continue to have just a ton of innovation as we go forward here. Thanks. Now, let's see if I understood you correct. You're saying that on one end, marketing changed completely the industry, allowed you to tap into wider markets. But on the other end, isn't it now a potential for newcomers to uh, introduce themselves? Uh, companies that were very small or niche can now introduce themselves to a traditional business or enterprises that previously would not even consider them? Well, I mean, I think still at the end of the day, you know, they have to have a, a strategy, a value prop. They have to have something that delivers a lot of value. There's so much noise out there that you still have to break through that noise. You still have to be able to demonstrate the problem that you're solving for a customer. But, you know, I think the point that you're making is in the past, it was difficult for a smaller company to probably get scale pretty quickly. Today with uh, cloud models and everything like that, they don't have to have those huge, huge investments in infrastructure that they probably had to have in the past. So if they have something that, that's a very unique or disruptive type of a solution, they're able to, to scale that much faster. And then, you know, I do think that um, digital marketing, all the capabilities we have today does give them a much broader reach. And then it's all about, again, being able to connect with your audience and demonstrate very, very clearly the outcome that you can solve for them uniquely. And I think, you know, that's still what it boils down to, right? Being able to 
demonstrate to a customer, to a segment that um, this is where we play in that ecosystem. This is the problem we solve. Here's how you get started and being able to bring all that forward. So yeah, I I do think it it does open up doors for companies to scale faster. Now, if I look at HP, what would be the best way to describe the company today, you know, in a small elevator pitch? To describe um, Hewlett Packard Enterprise and who we are today, you know, so when you think about Hewlett Packard Enterprise, it really all starts with understanding the industry context and you know some of the broader trends that are causing people to think differently. And, and what we see is that the world is moving into a new phase of digital transformation, and it's really focused on data, specifically how to extract and exploit the massive potential value of our data, you know, in a way that is secure, compliant, and sustainable. By the way, we're, we're seeing a lot of focus on sustainability. And so it's really about helping our customers unleash their data, you know, translate data into insight and insight into action. And what we see is because data is increasingly going to live everywhere, it's going to be more distributed. We believe that building edge to cloud architectures that enable enterprises to connect, protect, analyze, and act on all their data is becoming more and more of a strategic imperative. You know, the key here is to help companies with the capabilities, the scale, and the partnerships to bring it all together. And so what we've been doing at Hewlett Packard Enterprise um, is we're on a journey to rapidly transform HPE into an edge to cloud company. And the edge is where people, places, and things come together. And we're seeing more edge to cloud use cases today. Think like autonomous driving, right? Where the car is the edge device, it's processing data in real time, but then the data is also going back to a central location like a hybrid cloud. Other examples would be you know, remote oil rigs going back to a core, a retail store. So there's all kinds of use cases. So when you think of moving data across edge to cloud, that's how we're helping customers think you know, about their data. And this concept of data-first modernization is something that we've been talking about for a while. And it, it's, it's really, really messaging well. We're getting a lot of good feedback on that. And you know, so again, edge to cloud architectures, we see that as the future. Um, we're positioning ourselves as the edge to cloud company with data at the core of it. And GreenLake is our edge to cloud platform. And you can see this in the innovations, the acquisitions, the partnerships that we're making. And we're really focusing on software and cloud services to deliver these new innovations to our customers. You know, I'll just give them maybe a couple of, of quick examples here. You know, back in September, we acquired a company called Zerto, and they're an industry leader in cloud data management and protection. And it positions the HPE GreenLake Edge to Cloud platform in that high growth data protection market with a proven solution and, and really enables us to propel you know, our storage business forward. I think the other thing that we're seeing here is we're also transforming the way we deliver these capabilities and that underlying experience through our HPE GreenLake solution. And this is something that we came out with about four years ago. And what it is, it's really an as-a-service model. And it enables us to deliver an edge-to-cloud platform. Think of it as the cloud that comes to you and your data versus the other way around. So instead of saying, I've got all this data and I now have to potentially move it to a public cloud, what we're saying to customers is, Hey, a lot of for a lot of applications and data, it should stay in a data center, and we're going to bring that cloud experience to you. So, with HP GreenLake, we can deliver cloud services anywhere to help our customers drive their data-first modernization, you know, across um, their multi-generational IT estate. And that's important because 
enterprises are really under a lot of pressure to deliver a cloud everywhere strategy and to bring speed, to bring agility to all data and all workloads, whether that's at the edge, in a data center, or across public clouds. And again, we are uniquely positioned to do that. And we've been on this mission now for five plus years under our CEO, and he's just done a great job. So, you know, HP GreenLake platform, it's unique in the market. And, um, you know, we're really excited about where we're at right now and the opportunity for us in front of us to help our customers take advantage of this uh, edge to cloud opportunity. Interesting. And if you're looking from, I'm trying to tie the two, um, the two threads that we've discussed, the marketing one and, and the, the pitch itself of what uh, HP is doing. If you're looking into the storytelling of marketing, do you see a difference in telling the story? whether it's a digital story or whether it's, you know, a few, few years back when you didn't have the uh, ecosystem? That's a great question. At the end of the day, for me, storytelling, it's all about an emotional connection. It's about telling stories that people can relate to. It's about making it easy for them to say, wow, that's my exact problem. And, and that's where I want to go. You know, I would say that it's also about consistency and authenticity. So while we have a lot of great technology tools today that we can use to get our message out, you know, still being simple, being clear and being authentic, it's more important than ever. I mean, we as human beings, we like stories and we want to feel a connection. And I would also say that the delivery really, really does matter. People don't want scripted. I always tell my teams, listen, guys, it's okay if you have a couple of stumbles. What really matters is delivering the message with passion, with energy, with authenticity, you know, and then always framing it from the listener's point of view. So you have to put yourself in the position of the listener and make the listener feel like you're talking to them. You're, you're talking directly to them. And that's very hard to do. But, you know, once you can do that, then you can connect to their pain point and understand what they're dealing with and then show them how you can give them, you know, a trajectory or a path to the future. So, you know, good story is something people remember because it connects with them. And I think, you know, bringing it back to your point about technologies, you know, some of the technologies that we have today, they're really helpful in getting those stories out. Digital, social, audio, we can do things that, you know, enable us to do more personalization and those kinds of things. But really, at the end of the day, there is no substitute for a simple, clear story that's authentic, that's delivered with passion. And I think that's still what people want, whether it's delivered in a video, you know, on, on social, it's about getting right to the point and then being super clear and connecting with their pain point. And by the way, we are always looking for good storytellers. So I just wanted to add that. So can you share with us some of the pain points if you're looking from your customer's perspective that they are feeling that once you deliver a message, they'll say, wow, he touched indeed on something that we feel. Can you give me some examples of those? Yeah. You know, I, I think if I just kind of broaden this maybe for a second and kind of see, you know, what our customers are trying to do, what we've seen in the, in the last uh, couple of years, especially with COVID, is that it, it's really forced our customers to accelerate their digital transformation. Like it's forced us to accelerate, you know, our digital transformation. And I think one of the things that we're seeing is that, you know, immediately with, with COVID, everybody had to accelerate. They, they had to think differently how they engage their customers. They had to put more focus, you know, on offerings that were that are easy to, to implement, that are easy to secure, 
that are flexible to customize needs. So that was a lot of the things that our customers were saying for us. I, we need to move faster. We need to be able to roll out new kinds of environments and solutions. And we need your help to do that HPE, right? So, you know, those are some of the things that we definitely saw in terms of, you know, our customers asking us, you know, what some of the, their pain points were. So you've seen us really now shift and pivot and, and really bring a lot of that focus in terms of how we're enabling that for our customers. You know, I would say when I think a little bit more to just about, you know, some of the things that, that we're hearing today from, from some of our customers, they're looking for more flexibility. They're looking for more control over their data. They want to bring in more automation, more focus on business outcomes. And, you know, it's about growth. It's how can they move into new markets, these kinds of things. And, you know, if I make it a little more specific to a telco, you know, what we've seen is that in order to transform their networks to the latest 5G standards, they're increasingly relying on edge to cloud platforms to bring more computing power to their customers while streamlining their own operations. So we're starting to see, you know, some good uptake in our telco service provider community. For example, we recently announced that NTT West Group, which is Japan's leading network and system integrator, they recently selected the HP GreenLake Edge to Cloud platform to launch a new portfolio of hybrid cloud services. And what they're doing is they're implementing a true hybrid cloud approach that leverages Microsoft's Azure public cloud combined with our HPE GreenLake. And this enables them to provide a hybrid cloud service to local governments, educational institutions and businesses, you know, across Western Japan. It also enables delivery of a unified cloud experience so that they can meet the demands of things like data sovereignty, for example. And, and then they can work with their customers to understand where should we put these applications to optimize performance. And then, you know, from a data perspective, optimizing and helping them understand where data can best be processed and stored, you know, in a public cloud or in, in the GreenLake environment as part of that overall hybrid cloud environment. The other thing I would say is that we're seeing things like customers asking, how do I manage and connect their workforce to supply chain? How do they fundamentally do business globally around in a digitally transforming world? So just a lot of things that are happening, you know, in terms of our customers asking us for speed, for flexibility. And that's why you're seeing us investing so much in software, in cloud, cloud services, and really bringing this all together for them. Yeah, this is clear and I think very well done. Now, I need to ask you a question because, you know, up until it looks like ages ago, but it was only recently that we had large conferences in which HP were able to show and actually people walked the corridors and saw all the new technologies and, and felt and were able to communicate with all the experts and understand how exactly things are happening. And then COVID came. How are you bridging this gap of uh, inability to touch, the, to feel, to speak with customers in a more intimate way and how the um, marketing changed and shaped through the last several years? Yeah, it's a great question. It's one I get quite a bit. You know, when the pandemic hit in marketing, you know, we had to pivot almost overnight. So we were gearing up for our biggest event of the year. We call it HB Discover. And we had to shift that from being an in-person event where we have 10,000 plus people, to your point, huge halls that we're buying out. We have a whole expo center. You know, we have keynotes, all kinds of different things happening. We had to pivot that from in-person to virtual in only eight weeks. 
So, you know, that was a massive undertaking for us. And in terms of thinking about virtual, we had to, to really think about everything differently. We had to move to a new virtual platform. How do we have a platform that we can post all this content on? We had to rethink our content delivery. We had to rethink how do we bring new levels of innovation and excitement for our customers as everybody was pivoting to virtual events. So it became, you know, it was a situation where there was so much noise out there and to break through that became, you know, really, really important. You know, when I think of it in terms of more broadly to your question, how do we think about leveraging digital, if you will, to engage our customers? This has been something that we've been on a mission since we separated from HP Inc. back in 2015. And, you know, as the company has transformed to as a service models and edge to cloud, in line with that, there's been a ton of transformation going on in marketing. Our digital transformation, as you mentioned and we discussed, right? decreasing our reliance on physical events and really building up a very sophisticated digital engine and that's built on data at the core. We have a, a lot of technology investments to enable all of this to come together. But at the end of the day, what we want to do is simplify the experience for our customers. We want to make it easy for them to get the information we, that they need. You know, we know that once a customer is in market, 70% of their research on any product or service is done digitally before they talk to our sales teams or to our partners. And 85% of that starts with our website, with the OEM website. So we spend a lot of time making our web experience easy, intuitive for them to find the right information. And, and digital is just continuing to accelerate. In digital media, for us, it's not just about paid spend. It's about using digital communications and experiences to make sure that our customers know how we can help solve their problems or educate them. So we're, we're doing multiple different things to reach our audiences in what I would say is very innovative ways across innovative digital marketing, personalized experiences on our website, online chat assisted selling to facilitate that on to offline motion. We're using a lot of analytics to optimize the experience. You know, when you think of some of the things that we're doing, again, in, in digital, we brought a lot of our digital media in-house. We had an outside agency. We brought it inside into an in-house agency, and that serves our paid social, search, display, connected TV. And as we have done this, we've seen improvements in efficiency and the ability to scale to more markets and to really, again, leverage data to be more precision-oriented to get that single source of truth to our customers at the right time. So a lot happening in, in those areas. You know, I would say the other thing is that our media plan consists of some big bets. So we're doing some high profile TV and streaming placements. And we're also partnering with our key tech publishers around the world to make sure that we show up in multiple different places as customers are on their journey. We're also doing a lot to fail fast, to learn fast and move on. And one of the places that we've done here is more niche email type newsletters that are hitting highly targeted groups and integrating our thought leadership content into places where audiences are getting their news and insights. So think of things like Morning Brew, Axios, et cetera, right? I think the other is connecting into passion points that our customers have, um, leveraging our HPE sponsorships. We've got just some amazing sponsors that we work with. Mercedes Formula One, Red Bull, Formula E Space. We work with Rocket Venturi, uh, English Premier. We're working with Tottenham. We're doing a complete edge to cloud environment for them to totally change the fan experience, doing the same thing with the Golden State Warriors. So bringing some of that cool factor into how we're telling our stories. You know, another thing for us is 
the digital part's important, but we also are creating a lot of very high quality journalistic content that goes very deep into topics like, how do you think about edge computing? What is edge to cloud? How should you think about the future of hybrid cloud? Getting into areas like security and stuff. And we deliver this in a variety of formats as well. Video, podcasts, um, articles. So just a ton of stuff happening that, that we're trying to, to work to bring this all together with the whole focus being on making the experience good for our customers to intercept them where they're at on their journey and giving them the information that they need. And also understanding that in today's world, as people are getting information, they want the next level of information. So we're trying to make sure that we can continue to bring them on that journey in a very simple way. We also use podcasts. We're using podcasts today. We're doing more and more in that space. And then, you know, another area I would say is leveraging our HPE team members and our sales teams to get the message out as well. So we have something that we call BHPE, and this is really a social platform where we have curated content that's approved and people can come in, they can grab that and they can send it to their, their social communities and, um, and really drive that. So just so much happening in this space. And again, I think that's, that's why we're so excited right now in marketing about the opportunity that we have to do different things, to reach our customers and to partner with our sales teams around account-based marketing where we're bringing the power of our marketing engine in alignment with our sales engagement and think of it as one kind of overall digital engagement with our customers to simplify the overall experience for them. So just so much happening in this space right now. Fascinating. You know, I must confess that many years back when I was working with uh, HP as a customer and as a consultant, uh, even then HP was quite innovative in, in the way that it was organized in flexible organization crossing continent. So yes, I, I hear you that uh, this flexible, agile way of thinking is still uh, deeply rooted into the company, which is a pleasure to hear and to see. Absolutely. I mean, we're a very innovative company. Innovations have always been a cornerstone on Hewlett Packard Enterprise, whether it's on the technology side or on the go-to-market side and, and in the marketing side of things, right? And I think you know, we're actually being asked to, to push the envelope, to be more creative. And, um, you know, that's a lot of the things that I talked about that we're doing. It's, it's, it's really fun. In fact, we're, we're seeing a lot of people very, very interested in coming and being part of what we're doing in marketing because we're doing some of these things at a scale and, you know, at a, uh, a level of reach that is unique in the industry. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, which is a good segue for me to ask you, how do you reach new talents? How do you fight for talents, especially in today's world that everybody is on one end very reachable, but it's very hard also, you know, to, to find the right talents. So what's your wisdom and, and what can you share about it? <laughs> I wish I had one uh, easy answer, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's tough out there. I'll just be honest, right? Everybody is looking for, for top talent. I, I think we have a couple of things that are unique of what we're doing at Hewlett Packard Enterprise. First of all, our, our culture, the culture of this company is really unique. Uh, we care about people. We're a very collaborative uh, environment. And it's fun to work here. So I think as people come in, we get a lot of feedback from them. Wow, it, it's very collaborative. Everybody wants to work together. It's a very teaming environment. So I think one of the things that's unique for us that we can talk to people about you know, is our culture. I think the second thing, and we just talked about this a little bit, right? We, when we get a chance to tell people 
just the breadth of things that are happening inside the company. From the transformation that our CEO, Antonio Neri, his vision of moving to as a service, edge to cloud, building that GreenLake brand and, and really repositioning the company in the marketplace. People want to be part of something that is exciting, that's creating a new category that's going forward. So that's another key vector, right? To be able to come in and just talk to people and say, we're on a really exciting transformation journey. We have a very clear vision, a very clear strategy, and you can come in and be part of that. And we're looking for people who want to come in and push the envelope. And then, you know, when you think of it, what we're doing in marketing, so as we're talking to, to marketing professionals, again, you know, they, they want to advance their digital skill set. They want to be playing in the cloud space. We're doing those things and, and we're doing it at a scale in many cases that they can't do elsewhere. Maybe the final point I would add is that in the last couple of years, what we've seen is that talent is, is more distributed, right? At one time, there were a lot of you know, places, I'll say centers of gravity um, where talent sat and you had to really go compete there. But now we can talk to people. We are a very distributed environment. My marketing team sits all over the world. So I can find great talent, um, you know, wherever and tell them it's okay. You don't have to relocate. What we're looking for is the skill set that you bring. And we're going to make it easy for you to be part of this virtual digital um, worldwide community at Hewlett Packard Enterprise. So those are just some of the things that we're looking at as we continue on this journey. But again, I, I come back to you know where you started, right? Why am I here? I'm here because of the people. I'm here because of the culture. And that is so important. And, and we're looking for people that want to be part of that. Nice. And uh, so first on a personal note, please send my regards to Antonio. We worked for many years since the uh, days of Meg and, and, and obviously I love to see what he's doing with uh, from as an external person. So uh, warm regards. Yeah, sure. I will absolutely do that. And just to maybe a, a comment on Antonio, I've worked with him for a long time. He is truly just an authentic, good person. He's wicked smart. He knows the technology. He cares, you know, so much about the company and people. Uh, you know, again, it's just I think his leadership has had a, you know a huge impact on so many people. I will absolutely pass your, uh, your thoughts on though. Great. Now tell me, you've been for many years in the company and many of our audiences, you know, that are Gen Y and Gen Z usually flip around companies every two, three years. Can you share some of the behind the scene, what kept you within the company um, for so many years? It's a great question. Um, you, you know, I'll be honest, I, I, I didn't set out to say I want to stay at the company, you know, X number of years. I was looking to grow. I was looking to have a chance to do different things. And the company provided that. And I, I, it's always been a situation where, you know, every couple of years, I, I had the opportunity to expand, to do some different things, to learn, you know, and move in, into new parts of the business. I've done corporate communications, I've done marketing, I've been in vertical marketing areas, I've done you know, multiple different parts of our technology set from storage you know, to services to other areas. So for me, it was always exciting to be able to see an opportunity to do different things and also to have the opportunity to progress in my career, right? So as um, you know, I was moving, going on, 
I not only was gaining uh, skill sets and, and getting a chance to do different things, which were exciting for me, but I could also see opportunities to progress. And, um, you know, the companies provided that. And for me, it's been, it's been an incredible journey. Like I said, I, I did not set out to do that. And maybe that isn't the path for everybody. And that's okay. You know, um, we, we want people who can come here, who can have a chance to do great work, who can be part of a great team and hopefully feel very fulfilled. People who are here, I want them to see that they have a great path and a career path at Hewlett Packard Enterprise. But at the same time, if somebody feels like at a certain point, hey, I need to go take this next step somewhere else, I think that we're better off for it, right? And they're better off for it as well. So the way I look at it is we're on a journey. We celebrate, you know, everybody that's helped us get to this point, really excited about the team that we have now as we continue to go on the journey. And it's our job to create a culture where people feel they're part of something and they can learn and they can continue to grow. Again, I can just share my experience. It's been, you know, nothing short of amazing. And I'm so appreciative of all the opportunities that, that the company has afforded me. First, it's, it's beautiful and thank you for being honest. And um, I, I have another personal question for you. How do you keep work-life balance? <laughs> yeah, it's tough and it's not always consistent. You know, there, there are a lot of times where, you know, we're working a lot of hours because we need to. You know, the way I think about it, though, is that I hold on very tightly to certain things. And I've told people these stories along the way as I was coming up in my career. At this stage of my life, my kids are a little bit older. But when my kids were particularly younger and, you know, I had demanding job like we all do, I was very, very clear at certain points. I have to go do this. I promised my daughter I was coming, you know, to her school play or I told my son I would be at his game. And I, you know, I did not miss those things. If I said I was going to do it, I did it. So I really tried to prioritize and, you know, and strike the right balance. Number two, you know, when, when I'm not working, I try to be present, very present with the family. And it's not always simple, but, you know, I think one of the things that's key here is, is to recognize that, you know, we do give a lot to our work life and, and that's important. And by the way, you know, I, I'm somebody that loves it, right? I, I like doing that. But when you're not on the clock, so to speak, right, be focused 100% on your family, your friends, and, and those kinds of things. Number three, I live in Colorado. It's a very outdoorsy culture. Um, so, you know, when, when I'm not doing a lot of this stuff, I'm hiking, I'm mountain biking, skiing's here, big here, snowshoeing, fly fishing, whatever it is, find your passion and then go do it. Right. And I don't know that there's ever a perfect answer on work-life balance, but I, I do think people have to have to set boundaries and then really make sure that they they stay true to that. And that's what I've always tried to do is it's about focus, prioritization and um, just making sure that, you know, I had in my mind what the right balance was and I did not deviate from it. I really stayed focused. If I if I told somebody I was going to do something, I did it. And, um, you know, I've always tried to do it that way. And that's what I'm going to continue to try to do. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I think that throughout this uh, podcast, I've asked this question for many people. And I think most of the leaders are sharing the same thing. If you promise something, stick to it and try to find uh, the right framing of um, hours for this and hours for that. And otherwise, you're, you're, you'll simply uh, jeopardize everything. But yeah, I, I hear you. And find your outlet too. You know, I think another thing is for me, it's working out. 
you know, I play sports my whole life. I still like to work out. You know, if I've had a, a day that was really stressful or, you know, things didn't go well for me, it, you know, I like to go downstairs and just in my home office, my home, my home, I've got some weights and stuff like that and just work out. So go for 45 minutes hard. It, it gives me a chance to clear my mind, you know, and to kind of, again, get back to that place where you're ready to go full speed again. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, everything you said, right, just kind of putting those boundaries in place and then sticking to it. Jimmy, if I'm a young marketeer listening to this podcast and I'm doing my first steps into this uh, huge, vast world of marketing, what would be few recommendations or wise uh, things that you would like to share with our young audience? I mean, first of all, understand what, what you love about marketing and what part of marketing you want to do. There's so many different parts of marketing. You know, there's advertising, there's the product marketing side of things there, you know, is, is obviously the digital and that can be very, very technical. There's the content side of things. So I think one of the things that, that I always kind of talk as I talk to people, I start with what really gives you energy? What gets you excited? What gets you up in the morning with energy and passion to say, I want to go do this. I think another area I would highlight is more industry specific. So I talk to a lot of people and they're like, you know, I love marketing and I love motorsports, for example, or I love baseball. I mean, pick whatever it is, right? I think when you love something, a, a sport or, a, you know, a technology area, you bring that together with marketing and the power that we can do in marketing and the, the fun and the excitement of marketing. That's where you really get, you know, a lot of energy. You know, number three is, Again, really look at where do you want to be? I always tell people, what's your one, three, and five-year kind of journey? Where do you want to be in one year? What do you want to accomplish? What does it look like in three years? And what does it look like in five years? And then start to really build that plan and monitor against that. So in the first year, you should be looking at, am I doing the things that you know, I wanted to do and building you know, those skill sets and those capabilities? So again, you know, I don't think there's one easy answer. I would just say that, you know, marketing right now is changing so fast and it's exciting. There's so much innovation happening. There's innovation happening on the technology. There's innovation happening in the storytelling. There's innovation happening, you know, in the role of marketing. You know, when you think of the overall focus on how we think about engaging customers, marketing today is playing a much bigger role in that digital engagement. And then the final thing I would say is, you know, identify a company that aligns with your values. I think that is so important. And, you know, our purpose at Hewlett Packard Enterprise is to advance the way that people live and work. And we really try to live that purpose every single day. You know, I think the other thing, you know, we, we want people who want to be here, who want to be part of a collaborative, a teaming environment. Those are just some of the things that I would say you know, in terms of and, and talking to a new marketer. And, you know, I think also, you know, sometimes people might have a perception of a brand like, like Hewlett Packard Enterprise. What we bring is 80 years of history of proven technology. So our brand is going to open doors. And we're also marrying that with doing some of the most cutting edge, cool technology marketing in the industry. And, you know, that's a great opportunity for people to come in. And then, I mean, one more point I'll just make. I actually, in some ways, like to think of some reverse mentoring, where we like to listen to some of our new marketers, people who are just coming in, because the way they think about marketing 
you know, they've grown up with technology candidly in a different way that I did, right? So how they think about marketing might be a little bit unique. There's great opportunities for us to bring a lot of those insights into how we continue to transform our marketing overall. Yep. Very interesting. Now, throughout this uh, entire chat of ours, you've mentioned several times the unique culture and values of Hewlett-Packard Enterprise. And I wanted to understand or to learn from you, what are you doing in the area of social responsibility and in what ways you are also contributing back to the society? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great question. And I think it's one that, you know, we need more discussion on, you know, across the industry. But again, I, I would come back to who HPE is at our core. And, you know, no company is perfect. Let's just be honest there. But, you know, we, we said that we are a very purpose-driven company and it's crucial to how we define our brand. And that really is something that we think about every single day. And we believe that through our people and our technology that we can improve the way that people live and work. And we're focused on doing that. And if you look at the last year, I think it's pushed us all to look at ourselves more closely, to be honest on where we can be better. And we know that we need to continue to be better. And we've done listening sessions where we can hear directly from team members, uh, listen and learn what are their concerns. And then we're collecting that feedback so that we can bring that forward as a company to drive change, be more vocal on, on issues that, that we really care about as a brand. And it's, it's not about saying things. It's really about doing things, right? I think that's what people want. They want to really see the action. Another area that I would highlight here is just when you think about some of the things that are happening, we see digital inclusion as a huge topic. And when you think of us as a huge technology provider, we have an opportunity to play a big role here. The World Economic Forum, I was reading a report recently, and, and they said that digital inequalities ranked as the fifth most concerning short-term threat you know, to the world. So what we're seeing essentially is a growing gap between the technology haves and the have-nots, if you will. And we don't feel that this is an acceptable outcome. It's not acceptable. We believe that everyone deserves access to quality, affordable education, healthcare, and, you know, you said, what are some of the things that we're doing? Well, let me give you a couple of examples. When COVID hit, you know, we heard some of these COVID stories of students without distance learning resources. They were, they were essentially huddled outside of, you know, fast food restaurants because their families lacked internet access. And, and we responded by offering Wi-Fi hotspots and buses, stadium parking lots, even on a passenger ferry where they were pulling together in Europe to be able to, to help people who were sick with COVID, right? So a lot of those kinds of things where we actually came together and said, we wanna bring our technology to make an impact, to make a difference. I think another area is just, again, talking about access to that Wi-Fi connectivity, its foundation for digital inclusion. You know, another area is working with various different customers to bring that data into insights so that we can go solve some of the bigger problems that are out there in the world. It might be like, for example, Alzheimer's research or what's happening in space exploration. So we're doing a lot of things here to help um, weather, right? You know, we, we see severe weather today, right? How do we bring technology across edge to cloud to really understand how can we be more predictive of that and, and um, make people safer? Food security. You know, there's just so many different things where we're bringing a lot of our technologies to bear to go help solve, you know, a lot of problems out there and, and to do it in a way that we feel, you know, is, is, is really, really important. You know, I think another thing 
is around um, sustainability. We haven't talked about that too much, but you know, as a world and, and at Hewlett Packard Enterprise, this is an area that we feel strongly about. We're doing everything we can to help influence climate change through our technology, creating more sustainable IT solutions through our HPEFS organization, financial services. We'll actually buy back technology, uh, older technology, and then we can refurbish that. So there's just so many different things right now, and we're trying to, to bring this all together to, to be a good corporate citizen. Great. And I think that uh, with that, we can uh, kind of uh, wrap it and, and uh, call it a day. It was a real pleasure to have you, to talk to you, to understand um, what are the uh, directions marketing as a whole is evolving into and how you at Hewlett Packard Enterprise were able to uh, harness those into making uh, a better, more unique and very uh, good company moving forward. It was a pleasure hosting you and I hope seeing you face to face in the near future. Well, once again, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the conversation. I really appreciate it. It was great to just talk. And, um, you know, I hope that people get a little better understanding of the transformation happening here and, and hopefully just some of the energy and the excitement that, that uh, we, we see today and as we go forward to the future. So once again, thank you. I really enjoyed the discussion and stay safe. Thanks for listening to Future of Tech. If you like what you heard and want more, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And if you have any comments or questions, feel free to write to our host, Avishai Sharlin, directly on LinkedIn. LinkedIn.